0: In a world full of straight people. Aren't you glad there's WoW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? Drag race say the best we win, we win. And so much more. Subscribe to WoW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm
1: Matt McConkey. I'm a writer, actor, and podcaster, but my main thing is that I'm a gay man who loves sex in the city. I know, did you ever hear of such a thing? And with my overwhelming excitement for season two of And Just Like That, I couldn't help but wonder... Should I do a podcast about this? The answer, of course, is no. But my dream was to sit down with my very own Mirandas and Charlottes and Che Diaz's to unpack the stories and themes of the show. My dream was to start a conversation, a community, a movement to bring back Samantha. And just like Matt, my dream came true. Welcome to episode two of And Just Like Matt. Quick story before we start, my husband Michael and I got married just over a year ago, and I mentioned this in our last episode with Michael Patrick King, our wedding ceremony had what can only be described as a cold open. So here's the scene, it's a beautiful spring day in the garden of a cottage in Ojai, California, and the guests have just been shuttled over and grabbed their cocktails and found their seats and they're waiting for the ceremony to begin. And then the string quartet breaks into a familiar tune. And one by one, four of my best girlfriends stand up from their seats. They're all dressed to kill. And they walk to the front, standing side by side, posing in character as Carrie, Miranda, Charlotte, and Samantha. And then they proceed to do not a reading so much as a full-blown what-act play, And all the dialogue from this is pulled, of course, from the sacred texts of the show and the movies. You know, some some bits from the series finale, some snippets from Stanford and Anthony's wedding, remixed and mashed up to tell the story of Carrie and her friends having a discussion about love as they wait for Matt and Michael's wedding to begin. And I gotta say, it was a hit. People laughed, people cried. I think some people were just confused. But it was the perfect kickoff to the best day of my life. And it didn't hurt that I had four iconic comedy queens up there to play those roles. Two of them are my guests today, June Diane Raphael and Casey Wilson. You've seen them on Grace and Frankie and Black Monday and Happy Endings. You've heard them on their podcasts, The Deep Dive and Garbage Sesh. You know them, you love them. June and Casey helped me unpack episode two of And Just Like That season two, and we'll also talk about their own experiences with some of the themes explored in the show. Relationships, grief, and the joy and pain of getting older alongside the friends who become your family. And we'll try to address the question of who's a Carrie and who's a Charlotte in this group, although as you'll see, it is an explosive topic. Last but not least... If you've got a burning question about a relationship or friendship problem or really anything Sex and the City adjacent, just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at andjustlikemat@gmail.com, at gmail.com and I'll answer your question on the show with my celebrity guests, as I will do in this very episode. And just like Matt, June and Casey are here. June Diane,
2: ready for you.
1: Casey Rose, do,
2: do, 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 do. say hello. Hi. Hi. This this is the only podcast I ever want to be doing. I can't tell mm. you how quickly I wrote back. A yes, I mean
3: you know I have one as well.
2: It's like <laughs> it's like I mean when I see a podcast request come down, I've the asked wire, you for
3: a few recently. Oh, it's no not from
2: you, but but just in general, I know. I might. it's a ugh. I'm like, don't you dare! And I do want to. I want to. Uh, it's connected to why the in the world of and just like that, the podcast yes. bubble has burst big time. So I am speaking to that. I'm speaking to the show and and 100%. their you know their take on it. But I'm just like enough already. It seems and like you
3: burst it. I, your, I'm very much the responsible.
2: Well, I did. Invent, I'm surprised I wasn't brought on as a consultant. As I've I've said this many times. I do
3: believe I invented podcasts you you personally <laughs> okay. Michael Patrick King, season three hear it. Yes, if you need a consulting producer.
1: and he I, I've also pointed this out to him multiple times that we we the three of us exist in the world of and just like that. Okay. I think we've discussed this, but in the podcast studio that was established in season one, there, Renee, our producer, her eagle eye spotted the earwolf. What was it? Tenth anniversary poster or something right. that had artwork of all of the hosts at the time. Behind Carrie, uh, we were all at at earwolf, and our, our cartoons. Faces are in our cartoons of our faces are in that poster, and wow. we
3: have been on. Where's my residual? Thank
1: you. And that a poster also appeared in the background of of this episode when they were disassembling. When, because as Chloe. Uh, pointed out, this is not the podcast boom of 2021. Honey. Honey. And they're packing up. And- Honey.
2: <laughs> Listen, it's so interesting because obviously Garbage Worlds has just launched. You know, Thank people you. are going out on their own. The days of, the
3: days of, 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 Big podcast studios getting Andy, off the bus with, with a mic and a chapstick, Andy, you're giant <laughs> overall deals.
2: You know, those are those are long gone. And it was we're heading nice. quibby territory. <laughs> it was nice to see that reflected in in
1: my and yeah. my my show. Well, our show always reflects the times. Yeah,
3: like some people might say, oh, is <laughs> well, podcasting relatable? I'll tell you what, it hit all my buttons. Relatable, relatable, <laughs>
1: relatable. Uh, Well, we got to get into the the podcast ad theme of this episode, but before we do, let's just orient ourselves in overall big picture in the Sex and the City universe. Mm. Yeah, let's. Your specific relationships to the original.
2: To the original.
1: To the original.
2: Oh, I mean, love, reverence, you know, gratitude. (sighs) Honor. Yeah, um aspiration reflection windows mirrors i mean all full scope of humanity i'm related
3: and i am with memories are actually flooding and washing over me not just of the show but who i watched it with i'll never forget i have a memory of running to watch it like
2: i was always out of breath to get to it i have two distinct memories one and you guys you will both appreciate this one my dear friend Juliet levy now married as Juliet friedman is an iconic person. She's not an actor necessarily, but she is nor a podcaster, but. No, but she's a civilian legend and icon.
1: And a star.
2: Star power. An
1: absolute star.
2: And she, her lineage, her mother is Mickey Levy. And I remember so distinctly being in Julie's house, the town that we grew up in, and her mother was, again, an icon of our town. A you know, a drag queen, a a legend, a Judy Garland, a Barbara. And she had her house was so stunningly decorated in a way I, I've never seen since. And she had a couch with a giant fur throw on it. And Julie and I would
3: get under that throw and watch Sex in the City together. Wow. There's no better way to see it.
2: And then Casey, I remember you and I when we went
3: under a garbage bag, watching it (laughs) in a hovel somewhere.
2: Sure, we went on a writing retreat.
3: Okay, okay. you know
2: what I'm talking about. We went on a writing retreat. Let me let
3: me orient us, set the stage, space and time, which is that my mother bought at auction. (laughs) And like I'm from Virginia, like a you know I love an auction, so I now I really appreciate this. I (laughs) love a a silent church auction or like a public school auction, and she bought like. Out in L.A., people are, like, and this is no disrespect to my hometown, but, like, you know, they're auctioning off, like, chalets with, like, 27 bedrooms and this and that. For my mother bought a one-bedroom shack, no. <laughs> Ocean City, Maryland, that I said to, to June, like, we must go and write. We are writers, much like Carrie. Mm-hmm. We're writers. And we will go there. Yes. And, unfortunately, the dates was, it was, like, December 3rd. And it was pretty, it was pretty cold. Cold. Oh. <laughs> cold. So when we checked in.
2: Or, like, found a key under a rock a somewhere. A key. Okay. I found in the bedroom, in the closet, like, direct in the first drawer that I opened up to get my, all my various sundries out and about, I found a thong. Someone's oh. thong just there. Do, do, and it, do, 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 <laughs> it do, was dinner. really, it was really so hard after that moment for me to relax into that <laughs> space. Say. Okay, I was like, all I could think of was that thong. But Casey and I spent I don't know twenty minutes discussing our feature length movie ass backwards, which did, did end up going to Sundown. So there's that. Mm, sure there's did. That. After twenty minutes, if there's... that, if that, and also <laughs> after work. a morning of like going to Starbucks, then going to the gym for an hour and a half, like when
3: we settled into
1: work, <laughs> and then we the... were like at
3: TGI Fridays at like five p.m. getting like mudslides. <laughs> yeah. So we... shit ass town. <laughs> we truly worked for twenty minutes a day. And
2: then it was time to relax and watch couple episodes of Sex in the City.
1: Mm.
3: I think we Lots took it the canon. Ball.
2: I do think we wa- we may have watched the entire series for the second time or third time. Today. Yeah.
3: It was powerful to watch it then. And we also then were like, because we want to, you know, like we want to see great work for us to write great work. We really fashioned it into, it felt like we were
1: working. I would argue uh, that I can see that the way that that seeped into Ass Backwards.
3: Wow, and, you know, that's and, high praise. Yeah. That's yeah. wonderful, it's high that. praise. But I love it so what... much. You know, I love it so much. I loved it so much. I loved uh, the first movie. Is oh is, yeah, is I believe so we saw recently
1: just watched it on JetBlue. Yeah, it, it holds up. That's a for me. That is an annual Christmas viewing because of all okay. of the holiday sequences. It's a Christmas movie, as far as I am concerned. But I think I that we saw that both movies in the theater together. With a group. I, I saw
2: the
3: first in the theater multiple times. The red actually, on Carrie on her wedding day. I'll never forget it. I mean, the whole never sequence. I could Dark literally
2: red. reenact the entire wedding day When sequence. those lilies fall to the yeah. ground? Well, Charlotte's. Oh yeah. You know, Charlotte's. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, these, this is a very important... The, and, and, you know, I remember, actually, Paul and I got into a big fight after I brought him to the first movie i remember that what happened i he didn't get it you know there's no other way to put it he didn't get it and i was hurt i still am
1: it is hurtful i felt like
2: i was being rejected and i was like i you have your avengers and your indiana joneses and like we have one thing
3: yeah and it's it's our marvel yeah it is. this is our marvel universe that movie you like was me. that movie it. is me it, me too so if someone doesn't like it you don't like that's me. that's how i felt it's too hot button june it's too yeah. hot button
1: there's yeah, certain well, we, things you've got without the be. presence we, of a therapist we can't touch we can't, touch. <laughs> we can't <laughs> exactly. risk this
3: no but june let me say a lot of men i think straight men don't get it didn't get it yeah or it did need to be explained to them which is just the truth it was so deep when the blinds were opening and closing on the Mexican oh. vacation and Kim Cattrall sat on the bed and said, you got to eat something, honey, and gave her the soup. I mean, I'm crying Spoonfight thinking about it. It's, the, it's the most beautiful I'll never scene. I'll forget
2: Carrie looking in the mirror in that vacation, you know. Oh, I God. And then also the comic relief of Charlotte having the runs.
3: That's where we learned Charlotte's a comedian. Yes,
1: Absolutely. I mean.
3: We didn't know. And that's fair to say, I hope.
1: <laughs> I have a distinct memory of... Back in New York, uh, working at a restaurant called Rio Dizio with Jim. <laughs> I'm and familiar. it was, on, I think, and it was, we, we were, this was during the day. So I don't know if it was like a lunch shift or what was happening. But all I know is that we were standing at the bar watching an oh episode. God, I, I know the, the episode was the episode where Miranda's mother dies. And you two very important episode, thing happens Matt. in this episode. I mean- it, the first the first thing that everyone always remembers is that, you know, Miranda's feeling really insecure because she's showing up single. She's feeling alone. She has to, you know, when she's walking down the aisle entering and, she, and it's all hitting her, Carrie jumps up from the pews and walks alongside her and says, you're not alone. And then Matt. the thing that really gets what me even more than up. that, even more than that is that Samantha has been up until this point in this episode, very cold okay. and unemotional about yes. it and then she's sitting in the pews and she makes eye contact with Miranda while the funeral's beginning and she mouths I'm so sorry and then she starts crying hysterically the uh, floodgates are open
3: <laughs> now Matt why are you making us cry that moment is echoed when Carrie and Big decide to get married do you remember when um, yeah uh, Samantha's like okay I'll talk to you later is that the first yeah that's the movie that's the when she's movie. with Smith Jared and she's like great good luck or like
1: that sounds great you're right yeah and uh, michael patrick king and i talked about this and i shared with him my theory about this series and the rift between carrie and samantha which you know has been explained as kind of like a work uh, hurt feeling thing but i believe that it's it was also compounded by carrie's marriage to big because in that movie in that scene that you're talking about casey carrie basically promises her like i'm not gonna be like the other wives like this is i'm still gonna be me but i think we learned that like she kind of wasn't you know she 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 did kind of change and she was putting big Can I first say
2: something that's interesting that 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 that's interesting that was not my reading
1: it's my no one's reading, reading but my... i think
3: ultimately it's michael patrick king's reading is no, we oh, yeah. have him. i mean he, go he ahead, much told me what i was, was wrong yours? but
1: continue
2: <laughs> he, said, he said he was wrong but i think that what i found very interesting about what's been done with samantha in the world of the show yeah is i actually think that this happens where people have this opening this emotional vulnerable opening with certain people in their lives like like samantha did with carrie and then carrie's friends you know certain people require us to like evolve emotionally and open up and and when we don't have those touchstones or or there's something shaky like the ground got shaky there We can close up. Those people like Samantha can close up into a rock yeah, and double down on the old ways. And so I actually... And like, this is why I never get close to people. Exactly. It's like they can go... They can revert emotionally much further back than where they ever were. And so I find it like heartbreaking because what what I imagine about Samantha right now is that she's over there just... Like there's no one, there's no other friends, you know, yeah. we've got the CMA, we got the other women, we, there's no other friends who are requiring the depth of like support and conversation and, you know, that, that, that our girls are requiring. And so she's just going deeper into a more closed off
3: place. And I, I, for
2: one, I'm worried about her.
3: Well, I am too. And what a powerful character and actress that and relationship between Carrie and Carrie and Samantha that when she delivered the, you know, when the flowers were delivered on top of of the casket for us to feel that of a character when you pull back and you've heard, you know, there's been the actresses have have their own thing. Like we know many layers of why this is why it is. Mm -hmm. And yet it hits so hard. It was so beautiful, even still. Yeah,
1: and even the text messages those hit oh, for me. What a great you know? scene! Her, and her the that acting there.
3: between her and those text messages. I felt, I felt Kim on the other end. I did too. Pick up the Kim phone. Kim should be Kim. getting
1: residuals for those because, oh, yeah. as far as I'm concerned, like she is acting those text messages. <laughs> is so
3: is clear. So, oh my god, she absolutely should. She should absolutely be looking to HBO to pay up. Oh
1: well, god, and they, so and funny. ultimately, we know they did for whatever this cameo is going to be. So I listeners have already uh kind of been briefed on what happened at my wedding the cold open starring both of you along with app and Laura um have they been told I
2: that I was potentially there was a there there some people were miscast
1: No Okay. That's what I'd like to discuss today I Got mean it. i, I well, so sorry just to, to jump, uh, jump you there, not at all. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, just to lay it out there, the way it ultimately shook out. June Diane was Carrie, Casey was Charlotte, Lara Kindred was Miranda, and Kulop was Samantha, and it played beautifully, but I, there were a lot of feelings going into that, and we you know we we there were rehearsals and you know discussions. <sighs> speak on it go ahead
3: it's so hard because i do think ultimately the power of carrie is that we're all mad if we're not carrie like it says something of like you're not the every woman you're not carrie and i know there can only be one carrie and you know like you guys knew each other first and i know that's why i had to cast june but i think ultimately (sighs) for me to then be cast as charlotte it was hard like it was hard you know because to me i am a sam which true? true. (laughs) yeah (laughs)
2: Okay, so you are Charlotte, and uh-huh. I say
3: I say that <laughs> Here that we go wasn't
2: again. the casting I was talking about. <laughs>
3: Here we
2: go that, again. Nobody
3: questions. Well, I have that. a Samantha impression, <laughs> so I think that's also why I heard it's like, is it not? Oh, good? I see. I see. Is this Lauren saying. Michaels and Saturday Listen. Night Live all over again? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you do, but I, but I to be fair, Kulap also had one dirty martini, dirty bastard. There you uh, go. it's Everybody. pretty good. That's pretty good. I will say, it, just uh, simply aesthetically speaking, we have a blonde and a brunette. So we're just off, right out the gate, there's already just an easy sort of like yeah, s- visual. visual translation. The amount of time you also, kept saying,
3: I have to say, it was your end just like that. I
1: have to I, say. And I, I, am, and really I, 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 that. I also have listening? to say, I also <laughs> have to say that... You know, so much of it was also based on kind of a version of Carrie's narration. And June kind of sounds like, I mean, there's a, there's a similar quality. No, I was happy for her. There's some the overlap. Case. And there is, I think that Charlotte, when we were younger, nobody wanted to be Charlotte because we, there was, that's not where the fun was at, you know, yeah, in our like, younger single days. Because I'm like married days, to a Jewish
3: but, guy, you guys were just like, that's it.
1: Well, the, I gotta even think, think that, of that.
3: I don't think they came into play. Casey. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it didn't, it's anti-Semitic because.
1: Listen, as far as I'm <laughs> That's concerned, a big Charlotte's, Charlotte's identity. Charlotte is the heart and soul of the friend. Charlotte as w- Charlotte is the one in that wedding scene She's that we're talking glue. about who mm-hmm. grabs Carrie and says, and "I be- love her." No, don't
2: get me wrong; no. I love her. We all love She's... Charlotte, and Charlotte. I also knew that Charlotte was going to get big laughs, big LOLs on that day. You know, Mm well, and and if if I I say there's another
3: world where Laura was Carrie and you were Miranda in another Mm -hmm. universe,
1: June. That's right. That's right. I can see that.
3: Sure.
2: I mean, by the way, but so much to talk about. I want to get into Miranda because I've always loved Miranda. I'm happy to be Miranda. And I think there's a big part of me that is Miranda. So I get it.
3: You know, I didn't Um, mean it as a slam.
2: I think what, what must be addressed is that there were two competing things happening. We all had our characters, but what we also had was a dress code. Now, and some, that, some of those things were competing. So we had two competing interests. And where I think I fell flat was I was dressed as
3: Samantha.
1: Oh, describe the dress.
3: I mean, you couldn't sit on the aisle.
2: I couldn't sit, you know. I couldn't safe. really sit at all anywhere because People talk about
3: it was not a safe space.
2: It <laughs> no it one was, was safe. my dress was pornographic. You know, my it was dress gorgeous. was. Now I was told what was the dress code again? Exactly, Matt. It was fashion, take a fashion risk, forward. Fashion forward, and take I was a risk. Encouraged to take a risk, and I felt I did that, but yeah. it was so Samantha that I then realized and and I think what really has hurt me you know there's some key moments as an actor and we'll get into Che's experience as an actor and Mm -hmm. seeing herself because I really fucking related to it and I I actually really loved that but I do think that there are certain moments you look back on your career and, and people say shit to you and you hear you hear things about yourself that are like oh, well, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Like, there's just so much opportunity for such deep kind of, like, damage, right? Mm -hmm. We've all experienced it. And I'll never forget an agent from Innovative Artists told (laughs) me that I needed a nose job (laughs) to get my teeth done and highlights. What? So, you know, there... My (laughs)
3: current agent sent me out for a part where the description was overweight and common as dirt. And I was like, when's the audition? I'll be
2: there. <laughs> so no there problem. are these things that like you just will always on my deathbed, I'll be remembering certain things that have been said. One of those things was after our performance at your wedding. Now, I don't know if you remember this, Matt, but someone came over and I won't name who it was, oh my but God. they talked about the the performance and they said, well, you're, you, you weren't really right as Carrie to
1: me and oh do you remember when I Who said that, that? I know. yeah i do
2: and that you know and i was like trying to maintain a really nice buzz and keep energy <laughs> the school, keep the energy up i was so joyful that day that it was such a fucking like
1: but i don't think heart. i think he thought he was complimenting you no
2: He said that the casting was off and that I wasn't really Carrie. He thought I was more of a Samantha. But again, I think that was because of the dress. But I think I can access Samantha. I can access all of them except for Charlotte, of course. (laughs) And you know
1: who can access Charlotte? It's Casey Rose. And
2: you should be proud of yourself. Like, not every person has Charlotte in her. I don't. But I felt like.
3: I don't have Miranda in me. I do. So I guess that was a slam earlier. Um, <laughs> I knew it was. I knew you meant it as I a slam, did, but I I'm really actually it. didn't. I'm, in that one, I was just I being fucking like, "Oh, Miranda. I love Miranda." I think there were different combinations we could have played. I thought you were a great carry. I felt with my dress code a bit left off the hook in a good way, which is because it was fashion risk, and yet Charlotte never takes a fashion risk.
1: Well, so, so you we did saw you what she like, wore to the Met. That was risky. She was wearing sort of a steampunk. I don't know. Sexy suit.
2: But, Casey, so you were dressing in your dress code as your character.
3: Right. So
2: I didn't have to
3: take as big of a leap, which actually is not my personality. So as we're talking, of course, I know where all roads lead back to. I wanted to do more classic, romantic. But
2: I have been concerned, and I'm glad to air this out, that I didn't give exactly what I was supposed to give as character. No!
3: That's crazy.
2: uh, That's...
1: I think incorrect. if anyone
3: was thrown, it was the dress was a Samantha dress. It was, it was. There's no other way. I don't think we actually said, said it,
1: you did put a headpiece on. That was very actually very uh, apropos of of this our episode, episode one. This the veil. Episode one.
3: That's right. uh, episode one. That's
2: right. I mean, I it
1: wasn't a, it one. wasn't a, a bird. But now you know, I and, and
3: I know this isn't about what happened at the wedding. But, you know, I, I was devastated to have dropped a line. Oh, I, mean, I don't oh, drop yeah. that many lines. Would you say I do, June? I, I I don't feel like that's like my like who I am as an actor. And and I, I dropped remember a line. you dropping a line, and it was a big one, and I wish I could remember it now. Well, no I also I did have to hit some
2: more emotional beats.
1: Mm, you did.
3: So I was, I don't remember what line you dropped, Casey. I don't
2: remember. It was
1: the it was.
3: one, Matt. What was the end? It was then. Friendship is. Um, it was basically God. the line.
1: Oh, I don't shit. remember. I <laughs> still I, don't I have, it. Matt still doesn't have it. While <laughs> this was happening, I was wrestling with my mom over which side of me she was going to stand on. Because and I, honestly, she, her, her when you told me that, so I felt important. so bad
3: for you, but I was so happy you didn't hear that.
1: No, I, I wanted to I just be got the line a little
3: wrong, and it was so beautiful that I was pissed at myself. But here's what's so interesting this- about it like the whole cocktail hour, I was in a spiral. I was like, how oh, could you not get this line right? This is so pathetic. It's just yeah, so I interesting mean, though these characters to
2: to have oh, it's just a lot you know again this is this is this is why representation matters you know to have fully middle-aged aging women who are full of like grief and sex and hilarity and all of it and so for all of us to like have to identify so deeply yeah is really wow
3: that's and really special. cool to identify when we're 20 or we you know, like we oh, were young yeah. when that came out yeah, and absolutely. I think everybody at every age identified and has continued to identify as the women have gotten older, which is so cool. Very
1: special. Let's talk about that period of our lives before we move into, to our middle age. You know, we're all happily married now to very hot men. Um, but let's talk about when you were running around New York Together in your single days, mm. uh, how would you characterize <laughs> your approach to Definitely you know, more dating Sam and sex online. and relationships? <laughs> you were you were a full Samantha, Casey.
3: I was, yes, full Samantha. but looking for love like a Charlotte mm. but there behaving is, at, like a Samantha.
2: Yeah, I mean I think that's what's cool about the show too is like I am so grateful I had that time to be a real hoe. You know, because it's like, and I think this show gave us permission to do that, to be quite frank. I mean, maybe we would have anyway, but like, it felt like, oh, this is so important to have this time to have sex and live in a city. (laughs) Like, there really was like, (laughs) I didn't feel anything about it, but like, this this is what we're supposed to be doing. And it was so much fun you know, so much fun. Yeah. And no regrets. I don't really remember looking for love, but love found me. You know, I was, I felt more of like a Samantha in that way too, that I wasn't like a Carrie looking for love, but it definitely arrived.
1: So let's talk about overall vibrations about you know, just season like one that. of In Just Like That and where we are now with season two. I mean, if I can take us on a more serious detour just briefly, a big theme of And Just Like That is how we move through loss alongside our friends. And, yes. you know, you have both been touched by profound grief. You lost your moms. We're recording this on June's mom's birthday. Um, right. And June also lost her dad. So can you just talk about the role that friendships played in surviving those losses? I mean, beyond, of course, like just the importance of being there for each other, but also how death shapes, you know, who you choose to keep in your life.
3: Wow. What a question.
2: I will say this. I absolutely loved last season for that reason. I felt I loved the title I loved the narrative of like, sometimes life surprises you in the most gutting ways, and you are set on a completely different course than you ever imagined, and yet you keep on living and it's, it really resonated with me. I loved it as a meditation on grief, especially sudden loss. I thought it was, I mean, listen, did I have questions about how, you know, she seemed to get over him in the course of one, you know, one calendar year. Yeah. But I also was like, this is a show and we want to see her back out there, but I really deeply appreciated it. I felt like Yeah, there was something so whimsical about Sex and the City and there was something to me that was so powerful about the reality of like, Mm. shit can fucking take you by surprise. And so the surprises of Sex and the City that were so fun were now very sad and yet also like yeah sometimes you sometimes you lose a friend and they move away and sometimes someone because that was a big piece of the grief as well that story absolutely and you know I had a lot of relationships that didn't it's not even like didn't stand the test of time through grief it was more like oh they're not right for who I am anymore and that's okay Hmm. not everybody will come with you and that's okay and so I've I felt I was surprised that it was so much about grieving, but I was also, I think it was like post-pandemic, and I know, it felt very right to me. I really and it's also not sex it. in the
3: city. It's not.
2: It's a different it's show.
3: Wow. Yeah, it's a different it's a different show. show. I loved it. Yeah, I, I did too. I
2: really, really loved it. I mean, we, you know, we had a text thread, you, me, and Matt, where we had community guidelines and. About, About and, you know, and some of those criticisms. were broken. Some of those were broken.
1: What were those guidelines?
2: It was meant that thread was it's meant like, to no spoilers. Number one, number one, but also that like, was that was respected, <laughs> but also, like, this isn't a space for critical
1: thought
3: or any commentary that is negative.
1: That's right. This podcast is essentially just that text thread brought to life. Yes.
3: And by the way, I'm not saying that there was so much negativity out there, but I think I think there were people had feelings about it that I think yeah. were just projections and anger that it wasn't sex in the city misplaced. But we decided let's not go there. Yeah. Let's let's look at this as a piece of work and why we love it. And you know what? It- I did Oh, oh! We, I, but, but it was genuine. It was yeah. very genuine. We're like in here. We love it. I
1: and I thing. do think that some of the some of the backlash was just rooted in ageism. That like people, tr- no one, no one would have phrased Didn't it go. this way, but I, but people just couldn't and handle racism. the fact that these are uh, well, of course, but that these are women in their mid fifties. Um, you know. Being centered the same way that they were centered when they were thirty-five, and you know, ageism obviously percent. huge theme of the show in a way that it wasn't in Sex and the City. And you know, ageism just in general as an idea, uh, aging as an idea, I'm against. To be honest,
3: yeah, you don't like that as a I don't like that as thought a processes. Concept.
1: No, I'm against it. Listen,
2: I I think you're absolutely right. And I think that, I think that it was very, I I just, I have to say, you know, there are, I love these characters like they are my friends. And they are, they are, they are. And so I was Stop so happy. With them as characters, please. I know. I don't know why. I was so. I don't know why I did that. I was so happy to. Don't be do it with again. Them. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so happy to be with them. I was so happy to see the gals, yeah. and I was happy to meet new friends. And um, not everything was perfect. I'll give you that. But but neither is life. You know. I, I was just very fine with it all. Yeah, I was happy I, to be along for the ride. Me too. Me too. And boy, did it come at the right time. I felt like that show came at the right time for me. It was, was a really affirmative and positive lift. And again, I maintain to present scenarios for women that are not... Marriage, children is fucking subversive and revolutionary and will remain absolutely revolutionary as an idea that we could have other outcomes and other places of joy that are not like your typical family structure. I find to be so
3: deeply important and that that a large part of our joy can be found in friends, which really is not at the center of most stories. You know, your rom-com, you're going to have your best friend. I know it because I've only played those roles. But, you know, the friend that's sitting at that bar, and that woman's woman's when important. you're going to get back you're out there. You're always trying to tell us how important she is. Uh, yeah, I'm always like, <laughs> when are you going to get back out there and date? It's crazy out here. But I I think the way that friendship is centered, and it is so wonderful because that's how women's lives are.
1: And there's it's one thing Correct. to talk about friendships when you are in your 20s and 30s and you are looking for love and it's a whole other thing when you are in your 50s and you have experienced a major death and suddenly those friendships are forged in fire in a whole new way, whole different level.
2: And there was something about that death that I, f- it, it was also felt very kind of like, yeah, none of us expected a pandemic to hit and change our lives. And it was like, you know, again, in the in the in the series, in the Sex and the City it was like, and just like that, he walked out of the cab and I was, you know, and then in this, it's like, and just like that fucking shit hits the fan. Yeah. But what do we do? How do we continue to find joy? And
3: I and I, guess what? I love we it. have new friends when we get older. You know, I've made a girlfriend this year and I don't want new friends. Believe me. Who, but I, I don't want to hear this.
2: Actually, I feel threatened.
3: Who? <laughs> who are you bringing into this space? A new friend? <laughs> okay. Who? <laughs> 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 oh, I mean, her name is also Sam. <laughs> oh, Sam.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah. Who is Sam? She's I saw pictures of you went on, my, my all all went on a trip with her. on together.
3: <laughs> <laughs> my point is, like, they always say you can't have new old friends, and I think that is true. And I think people were feeling that anger. When they watch the show too, of new man. friends coming in, the same anger you're both displaying. But I think that the truth of I'm it happy is that for we, you. We but we do I'm also like, friends. must you bring her into our space right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, great, you have a new friend. too <laughs> yeah. You want me to keep her like on the text chain, like the other Sam.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, your like, she's own in text chain. And I just she's a
3: dot dot dot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry, everyone. It's okay, let's talk about uh, <laughs>
1: episode two. And oh. you know, we should just share literally the process of watching it was tough. We we're recording this a few Very days in tough. advance, so we're dealing with, look, with and screeners now. I really now, don't I,
3: come down hard on Max, formerly HBO. Look, I won't do it because well, I need him, you know. But it was hard. we
1: all do, but it was real hard. Well, you know, I, before I I'll tell you
3: what, I never want to hear though again is the word octa. Okay, let me just say this
2: because it's going to be related to this episode. Matt said while he was watching alongside me, he's like, God, they're dealing with so many logistics in this episode. Like, just logistics of, like, scheduling. can can an Uber get here? Can a, you know, what time? Tuesdays, you know, this and that. And it was like, we, I said, yeah, a lot of this episode is just admin. It's just, like, life admin. But also... We were dealing with logistics
3: trying
1: to Big get to this time. episode. And maybe that's and what let me they wanted. You, <laughs> maybe, maybe. It was sort of an immersive yeah.
3: experience.
1: <laughs> but before we even got to that admin, I was watching this on a plane yesterday. I was sitting in an aisle seat. I was sitting next to a very elderly couple, and I've got my laptop on my tray, and I started watching this episode. It, of course, freezes right away on full screen, freezes on the image of miranda going down on che that was the image (laughs) frozen on my screen couldn't get it to go away couldn't and you know everyone's already looking like
3: Uh, (laughs) That it's just too perfect well now june and i let's be honest here you know we both watched in front of manicurists um
1: that's right separate manicurists so we we first i brought my laptop to june's because we couldn't figure out the screeners there where she watched while getting a manicure from bow who's already an icon. i is in
2: already the, yeah he's a he's a part of the universe. multiverse but he he did weigh in with a few questions here and there great that's right yeah he, he said did.
1: um what did he say he, he said, said he, when
2: we were watching charlotte's home scenes he said where's rose and i said rose is now rock all right yeah so he had a few questions, and, and he asked a lot you. of questions about where Samantha was.
1: Oh, wow. are we all are. And then I drive over to Casey's. That we no. were not able to do it together at the same time because for other scheduling and admin reasons, but then I go to Casey's.
3: Well, and of course, I'd heard June was getting her nails done, and I always have to do what she does, so I quickly called up my own nail person.
1: Well, they say time waits for no one and neither should payday. To get your money moving in the direction of your dreams, get Earn In. Earn In is the app that's helping millions of Americans feel self-sufficient without falling into debt traps. Earnin empowers you to live life to the fullest by providing up to $100 a day of your pay within minutes of earning it, no mandatory fees and no credit check. You just watch your earnings tick up as you work, access up to $750 per pay period. It's easy and free to get started. You just add your bank and employment info. They'll verify your paycheck. It's designed to support you in the short term and long term. So download Earnin today. That's E a r n i n in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn in app just type in just like matt under podcast when you sign up it'll really help the show that's just like matt under podcast earn in is a financial technology company not a bank subject to your available earnings daily max pay period max and location see earnincom tos for details bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic You know, this show is all about honest conversations where we we really face our fears. And for some of us, it's a fear of aging. For some of us, it's a fear of carbs. And hey, I get it. The fear is real. But that is why I'm so excited to tell you about our sponsor, Hero Bread. Hero Bread has remade many of your favorite foods, but in these fluffy, delicious versions that include no net carbs, zero grams sugar, and fewer calories, plus Protein and fiber. Two of my favorite things. I've always said, if I ever have twin children, their names are going to be protein and fiber. What did I have for lunch today? A tuna sandwich on their seeded bread. It was the perfect texture. It toasts up just like a dream. My God, was it good. And right now, if you go to hero.co and use code like LIKEMAT, you will get 10% off your first order. So don't give up on being a breadhead because Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co. Use code like Matt at checkout. That's like Matt at H-E-R-O dot C-O. So then another home manicure is happening while viewing.
3: You know, my favorite scene of the admin was so true to life, which is when Nicole Ari Parker's in her dressing room and her kids are coming in demanding things of her and her husband's coming in and she's trying to work. And I was just like, I never felt more seen.
2: I really just loved her, I really loved that storyline. She's incredible. Of, of like, yeah, I found it to be very compelling, which is, and I want to know where it goes. It's like, you think you're helping husband, but do you see what I'm holding? Mm. And the amount that like moms hold, it's just the psychic that mental load, you know, and all of it. I'm, I'm very much so relating to it, even though I don't like to see children on my programs. But I, I am relating. They were in and out. They were in, in and out, but way. quick. They're yeah, so to come in, deliver your lines. No, your breath, I hate to see them. Get gone. Efficiency.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, a big theme in this episode, of course, is um podcast ads. You know. First of all, before we get to the ad, what do you make of Franklin? Her pot- Now, I will say he does not match my experience of straight male podcast producers. Oh, no. no? He
3: certainly does not what I've seen. Um, <laughs> that part was less relatable for me. The ad copy and being embarrassed to read it, yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I did more for Casper Mattress than I can ever um, see to. Now, I'm going to say my one criticism is, is uh, Franklin.
1: If okay, may we speak
3: freely we'll but speak but it's it. actually a criticism of the industry, which is this. Mm. I think when there's powerful starring women and a man's gonna play a boyfriend and it's not like the starring role, they can't get names, which fucking sucks. Mm. And it did feel we were left with an under five player in Franklin.
2: but I mean but I mean the we have access to every amazing
3: New York theater actor like you don't think we could get. I, I think my point f- is there's big that's a great part and there were I'm sure big actors probably said no to it which pisses me off. Interesting. 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 And like, this when is you also. think a big romantic comedy starring a big woman. That's always like some bobo guy. Yeah. They, but no one will play second fiddle.
1: This is also an actor a role that required essentially being an extra for multiple episodes because he appeared in the background. And with that no might be lines. why. And
3: that then there you have it. <laughs> And
2: <laughs> just you know, like that we no, have an answer. Unfortunately, like we don't know more about him than like salt and pepper hair. And he's a very attractive man, but I'm I was very, very upset by his necklace.
1: Yeah. I
2: was, I was upset like, by yeah. his tank
3: top.
1: And I know. And I mean I'm running around in a tank top and a necklace all the time. Well, it's
2: different. First of all, you're running around that. in a gold chain. Have you been wearing a gold chain from a ten? I would be singing mm-hmm. a different tune. He was wearing like a leather some
3: sort of like
2: I don't know what it was, yeah. but I found
3: it very distressing. Now, here's where I take umbridge. Like I understand <laughs> that Carrie doesn't want to say those words, but she definitely took down a podcast network, you know. Um somehow I by failing to
1: read one ad.
3: If I see any ad, I'm just like, fine. Like I could give a fuck. It's like uh, Carrie. No come
1: standards. On. You know? Would you do an ad for a vaginal odor suppository?
3: Was it, was it for odor? odor?
1: Well, I thought those, it was dryness. That was a dryness. phrase. There, oh, there, that was a okay, phrase
3: that okay. Because okay. if it was dryness, I was feeling great about it. I was actually like, the more you know.
1: Sure. Odor is, yeah, odor
3: That, 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 does cross <laughs> the line for me. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. I, Nothing. oh, yeah, let's take down the company. I mean, I hate to
2: say this, but I think I'd probably do it. Because
3: it's like... Oh, with odor? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because the thing is, the bottom is falling out of the market, you know? That's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact
2: that she's recording in a studio, you know, is already insane. Like, all three of us are recording from our homes. Like, there's just not... You know, I mean, I don't want to go into a studio, so who cares? I guess, but I just think she also that didn't they... seem
3: that upset that her podcast was going away. Not
1: she at all. Sure didn't know. She's pretty breezy about it.
3: But that t- that wasn't her calling.
2: No, that's right. And that's why I was, was so satisfied heat. to see her sit down at that computer.
3: Yes, yes, I'm missing that's her that's we want her. Now, can I say something? This is just a. I'm putting it out there. What I am missing, and this is in no way, shape, or form, that I don't love our new gals, because I do, and that I don't love Anthony's being around more, and that I don't love the husbands being around more. I am missing – I feel I'm getting no scenes with just Charlotte, Miranda, and Carrie. I feel the same. I'm getting phone calls, a lot of phone calls.
2: Now, I will say, seeing Miranda – now I believe Cynthia Nixon to be one of the greatest actresses of our time. Obviously, I believe no. her to be she. For me, she is. Now I love watching Carrie. I mean, Matt heard me laughing my fucking ass off at everything Carrie said. I just enjoy her. She's I the most en- enjoyable. That's true. She's literally seriously perfect. Like yes. I can't take my eyeballs off this woman. I'm like. God damn it, she can turn a moment into something that I want to lay my weary eyes upon. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) literally has never looked better. She's never looked better. I'm obsessed with her hair. Oh, the hair. Her hair this season. Love it, love it, love it. But seeing Miranda. Now, Miranda looks a lot like my mom. And I couldn't love her more. And I love her. I love her. I love this woman. When she got up at the AA meeting, which takes place in the nicest That
3: was a gorgeous <laughs> acting. That I thought the same thing. I was just
2: like, yeah. God damn it, she is she is lit from within and she is yeah. so emotionally available at every fucking moment. And when she's traipsing up the stairs trying to get out at the beach, you know, to find her Uber and Oliver Hudson arrives, like I just I what thought it was hilarious, hilarious. and I let—he la- really was. I did a no, game he show really with him. Was. No, that's what I'm saying. Did a game I show like, with him, this? and I told Matt he was absolutely lovely to work with on Anthony Anderson's game show, which I was a contestant on.
1: <laughs> this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. As many of you know, I'm a big therapy person. I would say, for me, the greatest benefit of therapy—if I can look back at all of the years that I have spent in therapy has been changing the way that i speak to myself internally. You know everybody always says like you got to treat yourself the way that you would treat a friend. That's much easier said than done. So many of us are our own worst critics and it 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 takes some 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 help to untangle that. And if you're thinking of starting therapy Give BetterHelp a try because it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash like today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp H-E-L-P dot com slash like What was that game show? I don't know. What game the were game. you playing?
2: Casey was a called?
3: No, no. tell the truth truth or dare 20 <laughs> oh, questions no. 20 lies I have no idea what it was but it, it... I when I saw him pull up in that pickup I was like wow he looks fucking hot mm. too now can I say I cried in the scene when Jay Diaz said they asked me to lose weight again I maybe did that's hitting cry. close to home I, I thought I loved they played it. that beautifully
2: I loved it. Like yeah, no matter who you are, no matter how you want to position yourself in the world, when a costume fucking designer is trying to hide your body and people it's it like you're you're gonna feel away.
1: Yeah.
3: I thought that was such a beautiful turn, like story turn and Yeah, me oh. too. Me too.
2: Surprised me. And just like that, Chase got Being body a magician.
1: <laughs> you
3: do?
2: Yeah, just like that.
1: We are going to take our very first listener voicemail in honor of Carrie's podcast. But before we do, one other theme I wanted to discuss because it's it's put out there uh, real clear up top is therapy. You know, SEMA's being sort of therapized by her, Juan Jose, her hairdresser. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie's reading a therapy ad. Uh, there's therapy is sprinkled throughout. Would just love to hear where both of you stand currently in terms of relationships with your own therapist. Wait, well, obviously, are, you, are
2: you even I'm not in. I'm not in relationship. Yeah. She dismissed herself. Yeah.
3: Um, obviously, I've been seeing Dr. Myers for 23 years, obviously, a Freudian True. analyst who lives on the Upper West Side, and I see her via phone since I moved to L.A. 14 years ago.
1: And June, what, sort of a, I don't know, Carrie, a Carrie and Samantha relationship almost, or you two did have to.
2: I did. Well, I absolutely love my therapist. And even though this is going to be really fucking weird. I mean, I was in full analysis for a decade. So I know it sounds like, oh, I'm not in anymore, but I was in a lifetime of therapy, you know, five Days a week, driving forty minutes to Beverly Hills. So I do sometimes, and and then of course, a a lot of the times I would fall asleep there, and then (laughs) report what my dreams were in real time. You know, so I, I I bet it was
3: thrilling work for her. I am sure it's like that's that's what they live for. Hard for her to have to shake you awake every time.
2: I know. I'll never forget what she
1: said to you when when you talked to her about having missed I think multiple appointments which is that when you don't show up she said I'm thinking about you during that time
2: and and she also in in further conversations actually accused me although I'm sure she'd say you took it as an accusation but of putting her in the position of having to think about me without me there Mm. to establish and to really like cement that Primal fear of like, if you're not with me, are you still with me?
1: Is there any truth to her accusation? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm sure.
2: You know, but I, but so even though I'm not currently seeing her, I am, I feel very close to her. And in fact, I did, I do too, and I've never met her. Yeah. I feel very close to her and I could call her. And in fact, I may, may call her for a tune up, but I, credit my career my marriage my children my friendships to her to the work i did with her we thank
1: her so we thank her her. yeah
2: we thank her you're i mean you're meeting her now with me sitting here so it's like i'm you know
1: well welcome to the show (laughs) (laughs) thank you for joining us (laughs) So on that note, um, Rene, can we hear our, uh, our caller?
0: Hey, Matt, and I'm assuming gorgeous guest. Uh, I have to tell you right off the bat, I am so excited about this podcast, and the name is Mwah Perfection. You were obviously born to have this podcast. Uh, I have a question about a friendship um, that I have and a little problem that I'm having. So about four years ago, I met a friend. I do not want to name them, uh, but she introduced me to her girlfriend, and they had been dating for nine years. Well, about two weeks ago, they went through a very nasty breakup, and... It's clear that they are not going to be talking to each other anytime soon. The only problem I'm having is I kind of prefer the partner more than the friend who I initially became friends with. It'd be like uh, Carrie and Berger breaking up and then Miranda hanging out with Berger to put it in terms that we all are familiar with. And I just had to make myself Miranda, obviously. Uh, Please help me. I don't know what to do. Do I have a conversation with my friend and let her know that I still plan on hanging out with her ex? Or do I just do it on the low? Or do I cut the other friend out? I don't know what to do. I'm I'm a mess. Uh, Looking forward to your advice. And and just like that, I left a voicemail. I feel like I needed to sign off. (laughs) Okay. Looking forward to the podcast and an amazing season. Thank you.
3: first of all what a doll what a doll doll baby
1: it's a tough question you know I'm putting myself in the shoes of the 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 woman who is his existing friend
3: that's who you immediately put yourself in those shoes yeah yeah, because you know every time somebody breaks up with me get her gone
1: the first friend (laughs) the first thing I say when someone breaks up with me is stay the fuck away from my friends Ah! I'm like that's what everyone's Did trying you, to get Matt? to anyway. You? you know, it's like you don't get to dump me. I feel and like as you were breaking up, you were also
3: texting me. us. Like if I see, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, I was always putting laying down those lines, but it just. I guess the only question is, what were the circumstances of this breakup? Like, was his friend the bad the bad guy? Was his you know, or was this bad guy?
3: My question is not so much what happened with the breakup. I wish I could just ask wh- what is the current, like, authentic shape of the relationship with the initial friend? I didn't feel it to be as close as the. Oh, well, I know he said he preferred, but something in his voice made me think where he's grown and where he is as a person now is more aligned with the new friend, which I know the common wisdom would be like, keep your old friend. But I don't know. After the entire conversation we've had about these friendships, And like June was saying, after grief or, you know, sometimes there's friends, it's not that you don't love them, but maybe, maybe that initial friend isn't going to go on the journey with him anymore.
2: I, I, yes, I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think the circumstances of, like, who did right or who did wrong weigh in as much as it's, like, who do you want to be friends with and accepting that there will be very real consequences yeah. to this and that you are comfortable. Cause I don't think you're having it both ways. I think it's right. like, I don't think so. You're, you're, you know, cause I actually feel when, when my friends, when you guys have breakups or fallouts or whatever, it's kind of a nice position to be in. Cause I'm so clear on it that it's like, Oh cool. I get to express my solidarity. I get to stand in solidarity and not that I'm, ha- well, you know, you understand what I mean. So yeah, I do think it's like you will be expressing your solidarity and you know, if you cross that picket line, like th- nobody's forgetting and you're I, I just, out of the- you're mm-hmm. done, you're done. So
3: I, yeah, it's you a can choice live of with like, that, is your life made so much better on such a monumental level? Yeah. To continue that friendship versus the pain you are definitely going to cause the initial friend.
2: I mean, I know someone who went through this very thing, and you guys know her too. And she did choose the newer friend, and there were major consequences. And they are not without pain, but I still think the choice
3: was the right one for her, and that's that. It just doesn't sound to me like this initial friend is like we are on this call. That's not what I'm hearing. Yeah, if I was hearing, it, I don't think so. This is my yeah. best friend. It's a no-brainer. Mm-hmm.
1: I think he knows. I, I the agree. Answer. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, uh, you know, the reason that I brought up kind of this who, who was the the quote unquote bad guy thing is is only that to be friends with someone who uh, I don't know cheated on you multiple times or you know treated you terribly or was abusive right. is like a much bigger betrayal than a breakup where it's just kind of like you know we drifted apart we realized we're not in love anymore yes it's painful but this is just a better you know it's a, that's just a different vibe but I think no matter what talk to the first friend try because, try um, to get it called
3: ways try. try hard because
1: that you know that might there might be a way to just say like i I like your blessing, but I, I, you know, I am going to continue this friendship, but I would like to do it with your blessing. Oh,
3: that's a nice way to put it.
1: You know, they might not give it and it might might result in a friend breakup, but at least then it's happened, you know, under... Well, because what you're saying is
3: I kind of am going to do this either way, but what I'd like is to also continue our relationship. And because he's not responsible for their breakup, it's kind of in her court. It's hard. I think if you're... Listen,
2: I'm a, got a lot of Scorpio in my blood. I'd be really resentful of someone asking me for my blessing. But, but I also think you have to take their astrological sign into play. Oh boy, I would be mm-hmm. offended by that. But maybe they're a more even personality. I would not forget that I was asked for my blessing to continue but a relationship I think with he's my ex. Also
3: saying if the blessing is not asked or if they're upset. Maybe that's that
1: for these two. Yeah, that friend might have the same reaction you're having, June, and it might be what needs to happen.
2: <sighs> June's face. I guess I just think it's a little then selfish to harm someone to say asking for my blessing. I feel like just go then. Hmm.
3: Just go. I think there's some people out there that would say uh, yeah, it's maybe. A, too big of an ask for me. For my breakup to cause others to not be friends and like have a connection. I think there's people out there that would feel that way, maybe.
1: Yeah. Well, that's a completely inconclusive advice, listener, but no. I think we've I given you know several options to choose friend. from. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I'm sure there's already been a development since you left because that voicemail. So call us back. It
3: doesn't matter how close he is with the second one. You can't do it. Yeah. Right.
1: Maybe he'll call us back with more context. I
3: wish he would just email you because it's like, is this a friend from, you know, you kind of know, but now that friend's done so many weird things. You're like, I don't even like that person anymore.
1: He's like, this is my childhood best friend of 30 years. <laughs> and, right, that's
3: what I need to know.
1: And then some woman, he she dated for six months. Before I let you go, one last very important question. We know this is not a spoiler, we know from the the ads for the upcoming season that Aiden is going to appear in the you know in the binary that we've all been forced into, the big versus Aiden of it all. Where do you stand? How do you feel about Aiden's return in the absence of Big?
3: This so is similar to that guy's question. I don't know. Uh,
2: inconclusive. Mm, uh,
1: impossible.
3: Here's the
2: thing. For me, it was never about who Carrie ended up with.
1: I, this is I, what I said, yep.
2: Okay, so I'm not connected to an outcome here. I am invested in the journey, and I am curious what she's going to learn about herself through Aiden, but I am not invested in, like, Mr. Wright because – I do think that she had a deep love for big and that's done. And I think she's going to have so many rich experiences, but I'm just not, that's, I think the success of the show, to be honest, is that somehow, some way we're, we're more invested in, in getting there than the, you know, actual outcome. Like we're more invested in the journey. I just don't. I was never a big Aiden fan, but I was never a big, big fan either. Like I, 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 I'm I was so, I, I'm just not uh, that into these guys. Um, I mean, I really didn't like the dancer. What's his face?
1: Oh, Barishnikov. Right? Yeah.
2: Barishnikov. Thank you. I mean, there were places I really didn't like being and I probably was, I enjoyed Aiden, but I, um, I didn't like I think, how Aiden kept trying to get her to
3: stop smoking yeah me too it's like buddy
2: i think i what i'm curious a, a curious to see her in is a is with a real wild card who's not a, a ballet dancer a real wild card like someone who is not sort of evasive like big but someone who Like a big personality funny yes just a real big forward energy is i'm like i think that would be really interesting for her to bounce off of i mean is this this
3: oliver hudson i don't know i'm just
1: throwing out ideas from
3: the world
1: i don't hate that (laughs)
3: might be i just didn't love aiden's like little darling energy (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I i just think it's more to me carrie was never in love with him so i'm like oh i just hope because her husband passed she's not like Having to kind of come up with some spark that energetically like she doesn't really feel for him. But looking forward, obviously, to seeing him again. I mean, can't wait to see him
1: again. can't wait. (sighs) More will be revealed. Um, Thank you both for being here. Love Uh, the show. I love you dearly. And, um, you know, you're both my carries forever for what it's worth.
3: Thank you. And I know I'm also your. your...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Thank you for casting me as Carrie and, you know, for seeing me in many ways, in a way I couldn't see myself, you know. And thank you
3: for showing me the way everyone sees me. Bye. (laughs) Goodbye.
1: And Just Like Matt is a WOW Podcast production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkie. Our executive producer is Renee Colbert. If you've got a burning question about a relationship or friendship problem or really anything sex in the city adjacent, just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at and just at gmail.com. And I'll answer your question on the show with my very fancy guests.